Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. Hi, it's October 31st, Tuesday, a Tuesday morning, on a Tuesday morning and um, I think today I usually say like the I feel like the recording will be brief, but I honestly feel like today's recording will be very, very brief. And I want to read First Timothy chapter four. Um, actually wanted to read ah, uh, what's the verse? Samuel, First Samuel. Let me Second Samuel, chapter eleven. About David and Bathsheba. But I don't know. I think let me start with First Timothy chapter four. I think the title is either fail a lot or sell out. I'm not sure. So let me read. The Spirit clearly says that in the later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings came through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. (laughs) For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. Verse 6 If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus nourished on the truths of the faith nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. For physical training is, is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive because we have put our hope in the living God who is the savior of all people and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly, wholly, wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely persevere in them because if you do you will save 
both yourself and your hearers. Okay. From the very beginning, from verse 1 to the last verse, verse 16, I feel like I've failed. This <laughs> is sad. It's sad. I'm not laughing because I'm happy. I just feel like I have failed every single sentence here. Like, if Paul is talking to me, I would feel so like a failure. Let me start from verse 1. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but of course, like, no, there is this thing that I've been mentioning since the very beginning. The moment I got this understanding, God taught me, like, Nanini, you need to be aware of who you're listening to. I kept on repeating that during these um, studies because in as much as sometimes I would forget, when I would remember, I would be intentional on who I'm listening to, what voices I'm listening to, um, what I'm consuming, all those things. But I, I have also failed in this because I found myself... And I think it's like eventually God opens my eyes and tells me, are you seeing this? Like, are you exercising your gift of discernment? Like, are you actually being discerning right now? Because actually listen to what these people are saying or this person is saying. You have been listening to this. I wanted to say garbage. You have been listening to this person for like months now. It's like they have been poisoning the well slowly by slowly by slowly. I don't even know how to say this. <laughs> so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God is continuous, continually like guiding me through like the, um, what do you call those, those two landmines? make sure you don't step on this landmine but make sure I step here step here avoid this but I'm not going to lie I have stepped on a couple landmines and it's because I've been I've not been listening to the truth to the truth to the voice of truth I've been shying away and avoiding God's presence and I think I mentioned this in like some of these the latest episodes where God, I know God is like, I know his voice. He has spoken to me through people and through my dreams. And he has told me that I need, I need to, to be sitting at the table with him constantly. I need to be in his presence. I need to be in the secret place with him. He has been telling me this. But in as much I don't know. I usually use I usually used to read the Bible and start pointing at the Israelites and saying, How dare you guys? Like God was literally showing himself up before you guys. You would hear his voice, you know, you would see the thunder and the cloud and the fire 
and you would still worship the golden calf it would take you like some days 30 to 40 days for you to change and just literally up the mountain god is right there with moses and then down here you're worshiping a golden calf you have the time to take your jewelry you have the time to melt the gold you have the time to actually shape create the molten the, the, the like you have the time to literally form a calf and then you have the time to like bow down worship it burn incense to it and i would start like thinking like ah, these israelites they're just they're just so stubborn and so like i would not see myself in them but i think god is telling me you are a human just as they are humans just as they were humans you are the same human you're the same you're from the you're this you're you're this um adam is called who mankind sindio you're you're a son of adam a daughter of adam but you know you're a son of adam just as they were sons of adam just as they were they were daughters of adam you're still the daughter of adam like it you it's the same flesh and the same sin and the same it's like i it's like i was thinking because i'm in this 21st century i'm facing a different enemy i always forget i always forget that it's the same enemy the same enemy it's not like a revised version it's not like an upgrade or a downgrade it's not that because now we have technology that the enemy doesn't have power over us anymore it's the same enemy and jesus calls him the prince of the world and so i think even it's in the headspace episode headspace episode right yeah where i talked about the spirit of despair is it is it the same episode where i talked about like the altar no um vexed yeah vexed is when i was talking about the altar that i have been burning quote unquote burning incense to vexed yeah that's the one so i've been realizing slowly by slowly god is telling me you're like the israelites you are like the israelites and god is like showing me in this way this is how you've been creating your golden calf in this way this is how you've been listening to the sin that is crouching at your door and god is <sighs> we i let me speak for myself i do not deserve god i don't deserve god's love i don't deserve his mercy can you imagine a god that warns me in advance and then i literally just walk into that trap knowing for a fact this is the trap that has been warned about i've been given um the paths to walk and avoid this trap but i willingly walk into that trap that has been my life 
and more so this I don't know if I can call it a season but this season there's a season I just feel like it, there's a season it's like I stepped, I stepped into another season and I and it's like I've been battling so much but it's not I'm not blaming it's it's like I can't place blame on anybody else but me <laughs> so I'm laughing because it's like when I walk into like um um you know that, that sand that somebody's like sinks sinking sand so it's called sinking sand i don't know i'm imagining like they say mud but it's a pit a mud pit and it's deep and i willingly walk into a mud pit knowing that i will slowly slowly start sinking and sinking sinking and sinking and i willingly walk into a mud pit so knowing that for a while now knowing that i have been willingly walking into mud pits knowing that i have been willingly opening the door for sin that is crouching at my door i've been willingly listening to the deceiving spirits right that has made me even more um, distant from God because I don't feel worthy anymore. Not that I felt worthy before because grace, I don't deserve God's grace. We all don't deserve God's grace. We are told even while we were yet sinners, God died for us. Jesus died for us while we didn't deserve it. So of course, even now we don't deserve it. We are only saved because of Christ because of his love for us not because of our love for him i think that's why i can't love god more than he loves me that's why i can i hear him and i choose to disobey i hear him i hear it's insane i hear god's voice god yahweh the father the son and the holy spirit the creator of heaven and earth he speaks i hear him and i willingly choose to disobey <sighs> so i've been more aware of my sin it has been like that elephant in the room and I'm just facing it. It's not like I'm unaware that it's there. It's not like I'm ignoring it. No. I it's so big that it's unavoidable. And I know God wants me to come to him to bring him this key elephant in the room for him to like deal with it because he already dealt with it on the cross. I know all that. I know Jesus is the answer. <laughs> But I am so deep in the mud with when it comes to my thoughts. When it, oh, let me actually scroll down here. When Paul, see Paul is on who wrote to Timothy. When Paul is telling Timothy about um, verse 11, 
first Timothy chapter 4 verse 11 no verse 12 do not let anyone actually it's not verse 12 but let me read from verse 11 command and teach these things do not let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example here now this is a verse 12b but set an example for the believers in speech in conduct in love in faith and in purity those five things i failed in speech i'm deep in the mud when it comes to in conduct in love in faith and in purity like those five things i'm nowhere close to being an example to anyone and so that's why i've been feeling even i've I've not been feeling that's why i have been in it's intentional it's intentional i have not been reading my bible even in my the past bible studies or the recordings that have been making public i know god wants me to be disciplined he has told me he wants me to be disciplined so many times and I usually say like just because I upload an episode doesn't mean like I, I get it just like that. Like immediately it sinks in and I'm this perfect now girl who understands what discipline means and how to be disciplined. No, it's like the first step of me actually learning. And God constantly is telling me, okay, get up. Okay, be active again and again. Be disciplined. Self-control. All these things consistency <laughs> but it's just it's 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 like a meme i've become a meme and just literally i hear god's voice but then i just walk into the mud and i sink he pulls me out i hear his voice i walk into the mud and i sink he pulls me out it's a meme it's like and I'm getting tired of me becoming a meme of myself. Of, not even of my, of my, it's not a, it's not a, it's, I want, of my um, failure self. I don't want to become a meme, a failure meme, you know? And because I'm aware of that elephant in the room and I'm aware that I've been walking um, intentionally into the mud and I'm getting tired of constantly having to go back to God dirty with the mud. I'm just tired. And even like, for example, physically, when it comes to like my natural self, on the outward my oh okay you know how people say the outward appearance i don't it's it, it's not reflecting my in inward appearance on the outside even though right now like for example i'm not even like feeling like this because of my back because i've been so grateful to god that this has not been like the last time the healing is like i'm, I'm getting better way quickly I don't like right now I don't feel any pain 
right it's unco- i'm just uncomfortable and tight at my um my lower back but the more i learn to like the right way to exercise the right way to like to um the more i i am um, undo undo the the um the mistakes i made before right there the coping the wrong i'm trying to undo the 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 wrong coping techniques that i i am um, i had taken up i don't know how to say this in english even in kiswahili oh, how can i say this in kiswahili nataka ku go back to kufuata the right path i, I don't even know <laughs> Wow. I can't even trust my Swahili. So anyway, I want to because before, let me explain something. When God healed me in September 6, 2021, I still had bad habits. The habits did not God did not heal the habits. God healed the sickness, the pain, but the habits I was stuck with the habits, the coping habits the bad way that i got used to bending so that i could avoid the pain the bad coping techniques that i would use when i'm sitting down and standing up my body got used to that form of bending and that form of sitting it's not it doesn't look bad but it looks odd because even my 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 mom would be like okay i'm not seeing how you're bending it's not right like it's very awkward your body doesn't feel comfortable it doesn't look comfortable how you're bending but i was so used to the odd way because it was a way i used to it used to help me you know avoid pain while bending and so now that i found myself in this place where i'm literally um 99% of the time no 90% all this time i'll just say like i'm either like 70% of the time on the bed and then i'm more active i'm more active at least that's what i'm saying like it's way different from last time so i'm not even talking about this this episode is not even about the back pain because every time i get up and i can move I just thank God because he has given me strength in my muscles and in my bones. I'm so grateful. I've become even more grateful to God during this period. Like grat I have like gratitude because I can see. I can physically see. That's what I'm saying. When it comes to my physical appearance, I'm even more I take care of myself even way more like I am the best that I have ever been physically not not i'm not talking about like my physique because i'm a bit chubby but i feel healthy i feel i'm i'm okay physically but on the inside it's the total opposite that's what i'm saying i feel like i'm a, i think the episode will will be maybe sell out or fail a lot like i feel like i'm a sell out i feel like i've sold out 
and I'm tired and I'm like I've, okay maybe this is fail a lot maybe the two weeks fail a lot because I'm tired of failing like I'm tired I'm tired of failing God because if I was tired of failing myself I would not be going back to the mud pit it's like I don't care about what June thinks about June I don't care about what other people think about June what I do care is what God thinks about June and according to me from my point of view he's seeing somebody who is constantly failing gosh this is so hard because <laughs> It's like the Holy Spirit is telling me, okay, how many times have I told you like you you know God doesn't require you to die on the cross for your sins. Jesus already died on the cross for your sins. For your mistakes, for your for your um failures. He died on the cross for your shortcomings. What God wants you is to turn back, just come back to him. It's like the um, the prodigal son. I feel like the prodigal son. That moment where I don't feel like the prodigal son when I am asking, like I'm asking my dad for him, my for in inheritance. But I feel like the prodigal son when I'm eating with pigs. God has given me his grace. I've asked, you know, even without even asking, he has given me his grace, like the inheritance. And I have salvation. I I have the same inheritance that Christ has. Like, that is insane. And then I'm going to plunder the inheritance willingly. And then I, when when now I feel depleted because I feel gunky and muddy then I'm, I'm remembering oh gosh I can't pick myself up from this pit I'm sinking I've sunk <laughs> I can't pick myself up from this pit I need God and so I I call to him and I'm, the, I'm, I'm like that cat child walking with guilt on my face head bent and I'm walking back home saying you know what I'd rather be a servant I don't even deserve to be a son I don't deserve to be God's daughter I'd rather be a servant you know even the servants in my father's house live better than me and I'm going back to my father's house with that mindset and he sees me Runs after, runs towards me. Even without me asking for forgiveness, he clothes me with his righteousness again. Forgiveness, like it's. I feel like I'm taking advantage of God. That's what that's what I'm feeling like.
in my speech, in my conduct, in love. Kwanza let me talk about love. I think I also talked about how the Holy Spirit told me like he he brought it into my my mind like I've not been given a spirit of fear in one of the episodes. I think it was headspace. I've not been given a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has been highlighting this love thing of how oh gosh like the hate that is in my heart. the hate that i have the anger and the hate that i have welcomed in my heart it's like god has been telling me nanini you're welcoming the spirit of anger and the spirit of hate instead of the spirit of love that's another side because oh gosh I I still have this topic titled daydreaming in my in my two notes. So I don't know if I've I will ever go into it, but my brain, my brain. I see it as a gift, but as a curse at the same time. It can be a curse at the same time. But God has given me a very very creative and imaginative brain. My mind is the mind gosh the details the details i can go into in my mind when it comes to conversations i can have in my mind and it producing a feeling it's like i'm actually exp- experiencing that scenario that I'm creating in my mind it's like I'm experiencing again leading to even tears and it's like I'm watching a movie that I have di- directed and scripted and I'm st- I'm still the audience at the same time like it's that deep and so with ah uh, that's why i usually desire to bring those some of these narratives into like this life of mine as maybe books or short films or just something cuz i know that's a gift but oh my gosh the way the devil flips it and it becomes a curse in my brain like the my mind becomes the devil's workshop cuz i'm talking about anger and hate i found myself following some stories and some some things some narratives online some rea- i've been following some things online And so every day it's like new information, new information, new information. And I find myself taking sides. And the Holy Spirit is constantly reminding me the battle is not against flesh and blood. The battle is not against flesh and blood. You're fighting the battle that humanity is fighting whether it's in families, 
the narratives that I'm following, whether I'm following narratives in communities, whether I'm following the narratives in in um, countries, whether I'm following the narratives in con right. Whichever narrative I am following, and I find myself picking a side, like fleshly. This is not that I'm being. I'm at the, I'm choosing God's side and an anti-evil. No, this is like. I don't even know how to explain this without actually mentioning it. Let me see how else. So when I find myself picking a side, oh my God, it's like I feel anger in my my heart towards the other side the side that i'm not for and i with this brain of mine i start putting myself it's like in the shoes of the side that i am for and it's like if it was if it was if it was me this is what i would do you know those scenarios and oh my god I found myself asking myself, Nanini, is this your brain? Where is this hate coming from? You don't even know them. You don't even know these people. You don't, you, you have not even experienced half of what these people have experienced. And your and the hate and the anger. Oh gosh. Honey. God is still cleaning house. God is still cleaning house. But my the reason why I brought this up is because that's why I'm saying I have failed even in love. I serve a God who tells me. Again, they're not even my enemies because I don't even know them. Um, whether they are families <laughs> or whether they are communities or whether they are countries I don't even know them but I find myself not loving them because I've picked I've quote unquote picked aside and constantly the Holy Spirit is reminding me remember remember what Jesus said that I will come to remind you of what this Holy Spirit will, the Spirit of Truth will remind you of and convict you of judgment who has been judged the prince of the world has been judged that should tell you nanini what a battle who is your enemy your enemy is not human a or human b your enemy is not family a or family b your enemy is not community a or community b your enemy is not country a or country b your enemy is not industry A or industry B. Your enemy is the prince of the world. And he has an army. And his army is not... Is not um, his army has been here before the first human was created. That's the army that I'm fighting. An ancient army. I'm fighting an army that is organized fighting an army that is very well equipped a spiritual army and so that's why Jesus can tell me love the human love the human because the human is not your enemy 
love your enemy and those who persecute you because Jesus has already defeated the prince on of the world on the cross the prince of the world has already been defeated God who has been telling me like from the episode battle cry and the episode these army and war like episodes that I've been studying about like frontline and um all these episodes God is reminding me sis I've already gone ahead of you it's it's God's battle it's God's fight it's not you against the devil sis danini it's not that June against that round 1 June against the devil fight if you go in thinking that it's your strength that you're going in to fight with the devil you're already out you're already defeated it's done it's done for you you're already sunk in the mud and you're done but god has been constantly telling me it's his fight it's him who fights the devil and it's not a it's not a fight for him to god the devil is not a a um a worthy opponent he's not a a worthy adversary to god to me the devil is a worthy adversary but to god it's just one word and he's done and he did that on the cross that's why god can tell job i need to find that verse where god tells job let me search because job is like me where is that verse job 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 it's the last parts where god is speaking to job maybe chapter 41 can you pull the leviathan falls leviathan limbs let me scroll and see iron nafs kwanza let me i'm scrolling through this leviathan thing you see <laughs> The Leviathan is like connected to like this pattern in the Bible, the dragon. And the dragon is connected to this serpent, the devil. That narrative. Here God is telling Job. I mean, is it Job chapter 40 where God starts to talk about the Leviathan? Bohemoth. Okay, let me scroll to 41 where I was. It's like now, it's literally what I was saying. It's God, to God the leviathan is nothing he created the leviathan satan um lucifer the prince of the world who once was in the courts of heaven with god but then he chose to to um to not follow God's will but his own will that angel that fallen angel he was created in um Ezekiel Ezekiel chapter 28 the king of Tyre where God says the guardian cherub who used to be in the garden of Eden in God's presence he was clothed with beautiful jewels and crystals and 
God is telling the devil how far you have come. You are such a beautiful creation. creation. But then, um, it's not sin was found in you. What was it? Let me say sin was found in you. Like you chose the wrong path. And then you fell. I cast you down. That's why Jesus can say, I saw Satan fall, fall down like lightning. So my, my point is, the creator does not have an adversary as a creation. A creation is an adversary. Like the creation is dead already, is defeated already. That's why from the very beginning when Satan, um, the serpent in the Garden of Eden um, deceived Adam and Eve into eating the fruit because they chose their will over God's will, the same way Satan did. From that very moment, God told Satan that you need to understand that your defeat has already been set. You've already been defeated because the offspring of the woman is going to come and crush you. In this, within time, it will manifest on this earth. But you need to understand the Lamb of God who sits on the throne before the creation of the world. His, th- his throat has already been slit. Revelation chapter 4 tells us that there is a Lamb who is seated on the throne who looks like he has been slain. And, and we are told that Jesus died, Jesus' sacrifice happened even before the creation of time, before the creation of the world. So this is the God, this is the God who tells me that he, he, it's his fight, not mine. It's the God who tells me that Nanini, when you're fighting this battle, with your strength, you're going to lose because the devil is actually powerful. By the way, hint, hint, earth to Nanini, the devil is a worthy adversary for you, human. But he already knows. That's why even with Job's case, we see even in Job chapter 1, Satan is approaching God's throne and God is like, okay, dude, where have you been? He is nothing. He's not like, God is not like, oh, watch out, watch out, angels, protect, protect me from the devil. No. That's why even here in Job chapter 41, God is telling Job, can you pull the Leviathan with a fish hook? You, you, me, I created the Leviathan, but you, can you even handle him? Or tied down his tongue with a rope? Can you put a cord through its nose or pierce its jaw with a hook? Huh? If you are to fight against the Leviathan, against the devil, you think you think you can handle him? Right? So um, I'm not going to read everything. I just want to read where Job is thinking like me and telling God to avenge and kill people. <laughs> My brain... Maybe it's 42. Then Job replied, Here's the knowledge. Listen. 
that the Lord had said these things, he said to her, I am angry with you. Okay, it's not this part. Maybe it's 40. 40. Raise yourself like a man. Okay, perfect. It's this one. Job chapter 40. Where, let, let me read actually. The Lord said to Job, Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. Now let me pause. Why, why do I see myself in Job's shoes? Because in this, because again, I'm talking about how I failed when it comes to love. The Holy Spirit tells me, constantly reminds me, you've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power. A spirit of power. The power is, the spirit is power. The spirit of God is power. Jesus tells his disciples, wait, don't after my ascension, don't go out preaching. Just wait in Jerusalem until power from on high comes. Until God sends power from on high. That's the Holy Spirit. Right? So the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, is power. That's why I'm saying it's not my power. It's God's power. So he constantly reminds me, Nanini, it's not of your strength. The spirit that is in you is a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind, self-control, peace, right? But then Nanini here is entertaining sin that is crouching at her door. Nanini here is entertaining the thoughts, the whispers of the devil that is poisoning my well, my brain, this gift that God has given me, slowly being poisoned with anger. And again, in the episode prayer, an episode I uploaded a while back in 2021, 2022, 2022, yes, 2022 prayer. I remember there was this moment I had with somebody who I care about. But there was a back and forth ish ish ish. Because again, there's there's a level of respect that of course even me I can't just start going back and forth with somebody. So even though I wasn't saying it with my mouth, my heart was going in my mind. What there was this back and forth. You see this mind that I'm talking about, this gift that that turns into a curse that conversation that I wasn't saying out loud I started having it in my mind and the what ifs and the how I could have and the how I can if I am allowed and whatever happens in my brain and anger starts stewing up in my heart I could feel it like it's palpable anger it's like I couldn't even breathe. I had this thing on my throat. Like I felt like I couldn't even swallow my, you know, my saliva. <laughs> because it was just, uh, I felt it. And then I had God. I had a voice. I believe it's God. And it told me, are you so angry that you cannot see? And I was like, no. I started arguing with the voice. 
I started arguing with God. It's not my fault. I'm not angry. It's not me. I'm not the, the one at the fault. It's them. And you see, whatever, like I started arguing with God. And it, it's, a, it's like a repetitive, it's like, it's like, it's like a, a record. It kept on saying, are you so angry that you cannot see? Every time I started arguing and trying to defend myself and kept quiet, are you so angry that you cannot see? I was like, I'm done. <laughs> like this is so hard i remember even recording a part of like i was having that conversation also like i don't know if i cut that part out or it's still part of the recording prayer but i remember it because i was recording i was in the countryside i remember where i was in my room and i was so angry and i was like i don't understand what what can i not see like what are you saying can I not see? That doesn't make sense. Are you so angry that you cannot see? But that was—that is what anger does. I. This is what I later came to realize, like some weeks later, or months later. I don't even know, but it later hit me like anger blinds you. Anger, hatred, blinds you. That's why Jesus can say, "You've heard it says." that um like killing is wrong like do not kill but i say to you if you have anger in your heart for your brother it's the same as killing them oof if you have anger in your heart and by brother is not like a relationship no even your neighbor if you have anger in your heart for even your neighbor even your enemy if you have anger it's the same as killing and then it always always takes me back to Cain and the anger that was filling Cain because sin was whispering at the door and Cain was deceived the same way his parents were deceived and he was blinded and all he saw was Abel needs to die. So according to God, Cain already killed his brother in his heart even before he struck him in the field. Oh man. So when I say I have failed when it comes to love I know because the Holy Spirit speaks to me and he tells me Nanini you're not acting out of love you're not acting out of love that's what I'm saying I feel like I'm constantly failing God because he speaks I don't listen I hear him I, I have no excuse I don't think I'm going to be one of those people who before God I'll say oh you know I didn't hear you you know whatever no I know his voice. He speaks constantly, by the way. Constant. I am the one who chooses to ignore. Constant. I, I knew like I, like I was in a bad place when it comes to my distance to God. When I heard him speak. And I chose to not even listen. I knew that I had gotten to a place where like... I was pitting at his face. 
you know like how i was saying like the prodigal son i give this analogy of like when you're asking your father who's alive to give you your inheritance while he's alive it's like saying to me you're already dead so just give me my inheritance now i don't care to me you are a dead man it's like spitting on his face on his grave on like whatever like it's, it's disrespect so there's that moment where i felt it's like i was so disrespectful to god because at least you know at least like kina elijah like these examples in the bible where god asks them that they are they are like maybe feeling despair or anxiety or depression and they have secluded themselves but then god to approaches them and talks to them at least them they start talking to god but even though it's like it's like they're arguing with god but at least they're talking to god i stopped talking to god i stopped That's what I'm saying like I felt like I had I had gone to another level like a, a new low. And with that knowing for a fact what I did, I think the devil was like, yeah, join us. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's <sighs> life, man. Life. It's like the devil was like, "Okay, Nanini, this is too low. This is too low. You think God will pick you up from this mud pit? You think you think now after spitting God out, spitting on his face, you think you think you deserve his mercy?" And I was like, "Okay. I don't even deserve to even pick up my Bible or even reply to him when he speaks to me." Let me give an example. Uh, so how you, how I usually say like God speaks to me through people. An example is let's say for example those who I feel God leads me to listen to online. They have like this on point, like to the detail what God has told me in private. I hear them say the exact words, and I'm like, okay, God, you're con- the exact words, not even a word. It's not like these topics like say Leviathan and then I hear them say Leviathan. No, we're in the same it's a Christian circle, so of course there's the same words that are being said, you know. But then like the exact message God told me in private. Let's say for example, although I've never had somebody say this, but it's an example. Say what God told me, are you so angry that you cannot see? That is so odd for, of a statement. I've never had that before ever me personally i've never had that before so if i in that moment of anger or let's say i'm just thinking after god has told me that and i open a page online and i hear this person say those exact words of course god is not telling me you can't run away from me you need to listen right so i have those moments that's why i usually call them like it's confirmation from god So I have those moments. And I'm not looking I've not been looking for those moments. I usually don't look for them. Sometimes I ask God for them, but I usually don't look for them. So when they happen, I know, okay. Okay. By the way, yeah. I remember God told me this a while back, so I see it now. 
but then this time round, it's like God has been knocking. You see how? Oh wow! I think this is what has been happening. You see how Jesus in Revelation says to his church, "I will knock at the door, and whoever wants to open the door." I'm paraphrasing. Um, what does Jesus say? I'm knocking at the door, and whoever opens for me, opens the door and welcomes me in. I will come and dine with him. It's like at the table. Oh gosh, like Jesus wants to dine with me in my house at the table, and he's the one knocking. That's my point. Jesus has been knocking. He has been knocking, and in Revelation, he's not telling that he. He's not talking to non-believers. When he's talking to the churches, uh-uh. He's talking to believers. That he's the one knocking at the door. That should say something. <laughs> so me, God has been constantly speaking and I'm avoiding him. Because I don't want to face him. Because I know what I have done. I know where I have been. I know what I have entertained in my mind. I, like I know I have been in the pits, you know. I am muddy in my speech, in my conduct, in my love, in my, um, what did Paul say? Speech, conduct, love, faith, and then purity. There's something else I've forgotten. So I know I have, I haven't failed at all those things, Right? So, so I go online and I see God telling me, Nanini, this is what you need to do. I'm still here. I'm still knocking. All, I, all you need to do is welcome me so that I can chase those other things out. Welcome me so that I can clean house. Welcome me so that I can clean your house. And I've been saying no. Of course, I don't say no verbally, out loud. But I run away. Like, I don't open the door. I have not been opening the door. Because God has been, oh gosh. Like, God is so good. That's what I'm saying. God is so good. He wants. He reveals. He does everything for my eyes to be opened. But all I have to do is allow him to open. He can't force my eyes open. I have free will. He can't force my eyes open. He can't force me towards him. He guides me. So if I take this step, okay, I'm two steps away from him. If I take another step, okay, I'm one step ahead. Uh, he guides another step. It's for me to either choose to step or not. If I step, okay, I'm there. I'm with God. He lights the path, but I have to take the steps. I have to open the door. He's the one knocking. He's knocking and I have to open the door. So that's what I'm saying. So I felt that, right? So when it comes to Job... <laughs> Like God has been speaking. So when it comes to Job, I'm not I'm not um saying like the entire narrative of Job, just this part where I found myself like my mind, my mind. It's like 
the anger and the hatred of people I do not know. My God, I don't have a relationship with these people. But I find myself fuming and angry and creating scenarios in my head of what if I was and what I could have done and how I could have acted and and it's dark it's dark it's dark only God can change the heart of a man only God can change my heart the Bible is not lying when it when God says like the heart is full of wickedness the desires of the heart are wicked. That's why God changes the hearts. God gives us new hearts. God circumcises our hearts. That needs to happen. Because man, mankind is, the atrocities and the inhumane things that go on in human beings' minds that's why we are afraid of our own selves. Sometimes we are afraid of even being alone because we know of what goes on in our brains. Anyway, so I'm here in my brain asking God, you know, God, you know, how, how come you're not being just? How come you're not acting quickly? How come, how come, how come, how come, how come? You know, if I was me, if it was me, it's like I'm taking the place of God, thinking that I can be more just than God, you know. And then I'm reminded in those moments, the Holy Spirit reminds me, love your enemy. The battle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces and powers and rulers in the heavenly realm. And I feel so like, oh, that does not feel good. It feels like I'm not doing anything. If the battle is against something I can't see, a spiritual thing I can't physically see. But if it's again, if it, if the battle is, if the battle is against a being i can see like a human being then i can feel like i've done something right but god is like saying no no you're looking at it like the way you're looking at it is wrong you need to put on my lenses not your flesh lenses oh gosh that's why we are told like you need to choose to live by the spirit and not by the flesh I have not been living by the Spirit. Even though the Holy Spirit has been speaking and Jesus has been knocking, He's that graceful and that merciful to continue knocking. Anyway, Job. So Job is like, you know, how dare you not be just, right? And then God is like, ah, uh, you think you can be more just than me? Okay, okay, mister. So let me read Job chapter 40. The Lord said to Job, Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. Then Job answered the Lord, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my, head, my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I will say no more. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. 
would you discredit my justice oh god this is god telling me You see how like God, let me pause for a minute. Like the whoever says like walking with God is an easy journey, they are lying. <laughs> they are lying. Because you constantly have to f- to deny your flesh. Deny your desires of what you think is right deny your way of thinking because God says my ways are not your ways it's so hard so hard that's why it's feel, I feel so bad for people who try to live a righteous life thinking that their righteousness will save them like it's because of their deeds how can that how, how, how do you get there I feel so bad for them because they have to be tormented every single day because they are constantly failing they're human beings if I was relying on my own righteousness to save me oh god I don't want to be like dark but I don't think I would have survived this long on this earth it's so the pressure to be a good human without god (laughs) oh gosh no Anyway, so God is asking Job, God is asking me, would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? That's what I've been doing. In this mind of mine, when I'm choosing sides, when it comes to communities and countries and and industries and Oh, this is the right. This is wrong. So whoever is on the wrong side should. This is right. This is not. So whoever is on the wrong side, this is the right way to deal with them. I have seen that. I've seen the dark part of my brain. And it's filthy. It's disgustingly. It's inhumane. That's why sometimes I wonder, like, how can God trust me with some, like, how can God trust me with something good, knowing what I know about myself? And I think the devil is so smart and cunning and, like, he knows exactly what to say to you. To plant that seed of doubt, that seed of uh, of um, questioning God. Of, of which, I mean, we should ask God questions. He's not afraid of our questions. But the point of like, we think we are more just than God. Nanini, you thought you were more just than God? You think you're more just than God? You should have been dead when it comes to your justice in your brain. If I was following my own right and wrong, I would have killed myself because I would have gone to the jury and and need myself guilty and they would have persecuted me 
if I had put down the laws of the world, I, even me, the one who 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 put them down, I would have been dead if it was according to my ways of just how justice should look like. I would have been dead because I would not even have lived up to this just, righteous life. I think I mankind can achieve it's stupid it's ignorance i am so, i have been so ignorant and can you imagine the same god died for me on the cross knowing all this about me that's why I usually feel like I'm taking advantage of God. Like he's so good. For me to like deny him again. For me to ignore him. And then he still knocks at the door. I think that's why we are told to not judge people. <laughs> because we are all the same. There is no pastor on this earth. That can tell me they are more righteous than any other person. There is no Buddhist, Buddha, priest, or bishop, um, what, what other people, ascended master, can come and tell me they are human beings. Please, please. We are all dirt. We are all dirt. We are like dirt. There's no way, there's no way our works can 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 get us to heaven. We're building, we're trying to build the Tower of Babel. And we can't. We can't. We're out here trying to be God. It's impossible. But the devil gives us a taste and makes us think of, oh, I've tasted the fruits. I know something now. Yeah, right. That fruit is poison. It's like this. It's no white. It's what was given. The poisonous fruit. You take a bite. Thinking you're eating the purest of the purest. I gave an example of like. The purest of the wine. But then you just put a drop of poison. And it just poisons everything. That's what the devil was trying to do with Jesus in the wilderness. Telling him, look at all these kingdoms of the earth. Remember, I'm the prince of the world, right? I can give you all these kingdoms. Just do this one tiny thing. Bend your knees and worship me. Bow down. That's why I serve Jesus as my savior because he never bowed down. I bow down. I'm a human being. I constantly bow down to the devil's nini. Um lies and it's and and oh gosh, it's so hard to say no to the devil by the way. It's so hard to say no to the devil. 
because he touches on the desires of the human flesh or you want money i can give you money very easily just take this corner cut this corner just don't tell them and everything is yours just lie to this person and everything is yours oh you want what relationships oh just do this oh you want what fame oh that's so easy what do you want like it's like that person on the street who comes and sells like um watches you know those those two in the movies how we see like people like say in the streets of new york and then a guy comes and starts selling you opening his coat trench coat and says you see i have all the watches <laughs> okay that's like a low level type of no the devil is the one who goes in the casino and then not even the casino it's like you're in the you know like you're going into the the white house that into um even a palace and then you're given a an a access to the king's court and you're even given more access the king even takes you behind in a private area where nobody sees the devil is so good at presenting himself we are told that he disguises himself as an angel of light i have been deceived by that light i'm not going to lie to you and i don't think this is the last time but i think i need to f- I, i need to stick to god in a way that even when the devil tries to come next time like i'm just clinging to god knowing that he's the one fighting he's the one at the front lines and he always tells me just obey me when i tell you to follow me like how god told david when you hear the the sounds in the treetops of the horses just know that that's my army that i have sent ahead of you to make way for you in front of the philistines i'm the one who's going to make the throw the first punch right i'll weaken the enemy and i need you to fight god doesn't want us to be like those spoiled brats who who are given everything and they don't need to earn anything not that we earn but god wants us to work he doesn't want lazy workers he doesn't want lazy sons and daughters he wants to give us a kingdom to rule to rule can you imagine giving or oh, even in ecclesiastes the the king is i would say whining but the king is um thinking and saying like i've worked all this hard for all this much money and wealth to only leave it to somebody who will waste it all away what's the that's meaningless you know so can you imagine jesus is seated on the throne he's the king of kings the son of man ruling and you want him to just give me the kingdom so that i can waste it away because we are told we we are ruling with christ that's why i need to be strengthened by god i'm still not strong enough to be honest where i have been okay 
I think where I'm coming out of because I, I feel like I'm not out here out I feel like I'm not I'm not finished fighting I'm not out of the battlefield yet this specific battlefield because again there will be more um, but I'm not out of this specific season battlefield yet but I think I'm There's a light at the end of this tunnel. So, where was I when it comes to Job? Let me see. God is asking me and Job, verse 8, Job chapter 40. Would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Do you have an arm like God's? And can your voice thunder like this? Then... Adorn yourself with glory and splendor. Yeah, you want to, to rule with your own power? Adorn yourself. And to God, we are told like even our own righteousness are like filthy rags. So what we think is glorious to us, or these fine things we are wearing in the flesh, they are filthy rags to God. But to us, we think like, oh, I'm so glorious, I'm shiny, I'm glittery, I'm at the top of the apex and whatever mm -mm. so god is saying okay you think you can do it then adorn yourself with glory and splendor and clothe yourself in honor and majesty unleash you see like what was happening the, the anger that was happening in my brain and i thought i had like i'm more just than god i can be more um i can rule better <laughs> i can like I have, I am more, like I'm justified to point a finger at God for what is happening because I feel like God is not doing enough. Like God is not doing what needs to be done. The ignorance. Ugh. Anyway, where am I? So God is saying, okay, clothe yourself with honor and majesty. Unleash the fury of your wrath Look at all the proud and bring them low. God is telling Job, okay? You think you're more just? You think you're the one who can, the proud, those who are, who think they deserve, yeah? The proud, those who are causing other people to suffer, yeah? Those who are unleashing these acts, you think you can judge them justly more than me? Okay, unleash your wrath. Do your worst. So God is saying, unleash your fury of your wrath. Look at all who are proud and bring them low. Look at all who are proud and humble them. Crush the wicked where they stand. So God is saying, oh, you think that's what you want, right? What you want to do? You want to humble the pride? You want to crush the wicked, right? Okay, go ahead. Verse 13, bury them in, bury them all in the dust together. Oh my God. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. You see what, like literally these words that God is telling Job, this is what was going on in my head. I think I've given an example of, not an example, I think I have shared a small part of my, this part of my brain in the um is it either right side up i think it's right side up 
yeah right side up oh that episode that recording like cracked me like god was like pointing this same finger and telling me sis my kingdom is not of this world the way people rule in this world that's not how i rule and if if you want to be part of my kingdom you need to act act right because i shared how as a small child i would see these terrible things happening in the news day after day after day and i would be like god like what is happening like are you not doing anything and so one day in class the teacher was asking going around and telling people like i get from this person sitting on this desk next 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 we were telling us who we want to be in the future so before i like before i um before my turn i looked at my desk mate and i was like guy i don't even know what i want to be what do you want to be she's like and i think even her she didn't exactly know but she linked towards a judge cuz i remember now like she lived even where she was living she was living in an area where like the the offices the judging of judge offices and stuff like that so anyway the courts yeah the courts were around her home so i think that's what she linked towards but me i was like ah oh, okay okay i think i wouldn't be lying because i didn't want to lie also so it's like i think i wouldn't be lying if i said like for some time i'll be a judge because i do want justice like i have my own way of how i can bring justice to those people that have been seeing in the nini in the news causing so much harm so i was like okay yeah so when my time came my time my my turn came i said i want to be a judge knowing in mind what i mean and this is what i meant i didn't say this out loud of course but in my head i wanted to cause as much i wanted to be the person let me actually say that i wanted to have power yeah in my um how old was i class 5 nilikuwa how old class 1 am 6 years 7 8 9 10 10 years senior class 1 equal 6 years no yes class 1 equal 6 years 7 8 9 10 yeah class 5 i'm 10 years old <laughs> gosh gosh so in my 10 year old brain in my 10 year old brain wait no sometimes in class 1 equal 6 years yeah so in my 10 year old brain i'm telling myself i want to have so much power so that and as a judge i'm thinking like okay a judge has that much power so that when i'm sitting at that place and i can judge when i'm and i'm seeing that person who has committed that crime and it was a specific crime come in front of my court even without thinking i was like even without thinking i will give them the most painful the most inhumane i knew in my head i wanted them to feel every pain that a human being could feel on this earth and i would give them that like i was proud that i wanted them to go through that much pain and suffering like that was justice to me and so that was 10 year old june 10 year old june 29 year old june 
this current self of mine, 29 year old June, 19 years later, June is still thinking in that same way. Using this brain and creative brain of hers to think about every painful thing I can put a person or people or a group of people through. Because to me, that is justice. To me, that's why God is telling Job and me, Oh yeah? You want to unleash your fury? Then unleash your fury of your wrath. Look at all the proud and bring them low. Look at all who are proud and humble them. Crush the wicked where they stand. Ah, man. Can you imagine a part of me feels like this is the just thing to do? When I feel offended or when I feel like somebody is doing something unjust, punish them to the highest order. Like, to me, that is just. Oh, gosh. Okay. God is saying, bury them. Okay. Yeah, I read this part and I remembered. God in verse 13 says, bury them all in the dust together. Shroud their faces in the grave. This is literally what was going through my mind. I'll share this because I don't... I'll just share this to just show you the extent whoever is listening. I don't even care right now. To show you the extent of anger and hatred that was for people I have not met. People who I don't know their story. Only God knows people's hearts. Only God knows. Because he put them in this earth. He put He put them in this earth. On this earth. So only God knows what their childhood was like. Only God. But me, I'm only seeing one side because I've chosen a side. Because I've chosen a side. I've picked a side. They're enemies. I'm not seeing the a good side of them I'm not seeing that they deserve whatever enemies so what do enemies deserve to be buried like in my brain I was thinking through like if I was I would if there was a nuclear bomb if there was a type of thing that would only be part if there was oh my god I remember, I remember thinking, pausing and thinking, Nanini, is this you? Is this an evil spirit? Is what is happening in your brain right now? Like what is happening in your brain? Like how dare you even think that you have the right to take a life? Like what even makes you think you have the right to take a life? What is in this tiny, tiny brain of yours that makes you think that you have even the right to even think of taking a life? Ah. Again, I'm constantly failing. So God is telling me and Job, yeah, you you think your way is the right way, then bury them all in the dust together. Shroud their faces in the grave. Then I myself will admit to you that your own right hand can save you.
God is saying, if you do, if you can manage to do that, yeah, kill everyone who is has sinned. <laughs> then even me, even me, I'll hand it to you. Like, okay, you've done it. Actually, you can save yourself. Verse fifteen. God is saying, look at Bohemoth, which I made along with you, and which feeds on grass like an ox. What strength it has in its loins, the power in its muscles of its belly. Let me actually, is this the part? There's a part where God tells about. Mm-mm. There's another part. Jimmy, guys do not allow it. Or is this the part where I usually read? Because there's this part where God is saying, like, if if you had all the power, every single human being would die. Because you're all sinful. You have all fallen short of my grace. Okay, this is not what God says, but it's what I understood from those verses. Let me try to look for that part. Leave your trust. That means she lays. Can understand it. <clears throat> 40 uh-huh crush under the lotus the raging can you hide it any hope no one is here so explain everything in the heaven belongs to me you will not be able to Who dares open it as a mouth, its crackles, its eyes, its breath, the sword that reaches it, iron. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's the part. Because maybe it's another... Let me, this is NIV. So let me see NASB. Ah, okay. So it's that part where God is saying like, um, Job 41. Will you speak to you with gentle words and make an appeal? How many? 40. Job 40. Yeah. So let me read again this part. So God is saying, verse 6, Job 40, verse 6. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Would you disgrace my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Do you have an arm like God's and can your voice thunder like his? Then adorn yourself with glory and splendor and clothe yourself in honor and majesty. Unleash the fury of your wrath. Look at all who are proud and bring them low. Yeah, I think this is a part. Yeah, look look at all who are proud and humble them. Crush the wicked where they stand. Bury them all in the dust together. Shroud their faces in the grave. Then 
I myself will admit to you that your own right hand can save you. So I, when what I got, what I understood, the first time I read this part was like, oh my God, this is exactly what God is telling me. If you think, if you think you are just, more just than God, yeah? The God who says the, in, in Genesis, the sins of the Amorite have not yet reached their full measure. This is a God, the creator, the God who knows everything, the God who's aware of everything, who created everything, who is most powerful, knowledgeable, mighty. Like this is the God who knows everything. Even he's the most just. And with me, I'm thinking the right way to deal with something is immediately end it. But then God is a God who redeems. Can you imagine, like, can I be honest? Sometimes I'm frustrated by God's grace. I mean, and it's the same grace that he's showing me. So I know even I don't deserve it. So of course, nobody deserves it. But according to my own mind, and I think like I am good and I know better. So I think, okay, God, this is how you're supposed to act. So I get frustrated when I see people who, quote unquote, don't deserve God's grace actually being given grace. And it's so bad, so bad. And I think even God has been, I think it's God, like I've been flooded online with so many stories and testimonies of such people who I thought were like, like like deserved hell <laughs> like I thought they didn't deserve God's mercy and them and their children and their generation should be like you know like I should bury you know how God tells Job okay you want to bury them you want to kneel in their graves and God is telling me look I'm the God who redeems even even those who seem to be far gone. I've never met a God like this. And you see, according to me, I I see myself as somebody who's far gone. Of course, in my own eyes, I think I'm better than those people. Quote unquote, those people. Even though I'm far gone, I'm not that far gone. You see how the brain is so deceiving i think i'm even though i know i'm sinking i'm like at least i'm not i'm not being burnt in a volcano at least i'm sinking in mud yes i will be choked by mud the moment like after some some minutes but at least i'm not feeling that pain <sighs> the deception So that's what I'm saying. I have failed. I have failed. Let me go back to First Timothy. Where was I? Chapter four. First Timothy chapter four. Verse twelve. Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech. I failed. In conduct, I failed. In love, I failed. In faith. Like I felt like my faith is draining. 
and in and it's not that in my faith in I know God I know God exists it's my faith in God's forgiveness like how long how long will you keep forgiving like how long can we take this because in as much as sometimes I don't want to sin but I fall into sin I choose to of course but I it's like I'm choosing like oh I don't want to do this but I also want to do this I don't want to feel like this but I also want to feel like this I don't want to think about this but I also want to it's confusing but of course I choose to right it's a choice because there are people who want to do something who feel like doing something but choose not to so I'm, I'm the one who's making the choice so I know God exists I know he's powerful but I think there's more that I need again he has been calling me to be closer to him at the table to, uh, to not be distracted to put down my phone that's something else that I actually will need to do as soon as today because <clears throat> I have not I'm not I stopped I stopped um, going to Instagram like for hours or even like you know like how somebody can be in instagram for even 20 minutes like i stopped that i i don't have that urge to be on instagram i can delete the app and stay without going on instagram for even years to be honest but it's usually because i upload on tuesdays on my stories i just share the episode so sometimes i even sometimes i delete the app and download it just so that i can upload it and delete it like instagram is not that i don't care for instagram I don't have TikTok, so I don't even care. Facebook is like an ancient thing to me, so I don't mind. I don't care for Facebook. And I don't, I'm not in any other social um, social platforms except YouTube. I, I had not seen YouTube as a social platform until I realized that the time I stopped spending on those other social platforms, Kina Instagram, I just shifted my focus and my attention on YouTube. And I, in the beginning, I was lying to myself like, oh no, you know, I'm coming to learn about something, which I was for a period of time. But then eventually it just became like, I'm just constantly consuming and consuming and consuming and consuming and consuming and consuming. How do I found myself consuming these lies and... So I, I, I will have to cut off Instagram, uh, YouTube completely. Even if it's disabling the app on my phone, um, I'll have to disable the app, like completely. Because I think I've found like how I usually work. I have to like cut something off. And then when I get used to not having that thing, even when I, like for example, like even when I download Instagram, I don't have that feeling anymore of like I want to be on Instagram because I got used to like not being on Instagram I'm not the type of person so far as as much as I know about myself I'm not the type of person who like can stay off of Instagram for a long time and then the moment I download it like I'm addicted again no I don't think I'm that person I haven't seen that trait yet so I think that's what I, it has worked with Instagram and Facebook 
because I started with Facebook Kitambo and then Instagram. And so I think it will work with YouTube. So, yes. Let me pause. Okay, I'm back. So anyway, when it comes to job, God is telling me, Nanini, if it were up to you, every single human being would die, including yourself. You would literally start off with yourself because no one is worthy of God's goodness. No one is righteous. No man is righteous. Just because you think their sin is worse or their actions are worse than yours doesn't mean to God like you're better. God sees all human beings as sinners who need to be saved. All human beings. They're not less sinners. They're not, they're not like levels. These are like extreme sinners. And then these are some. No. All of you, including yourself. Nanini, you were a sinner who was saved. There's somebody who now has not received salvation. And because of this heart of yours when you lean towards listening to the flesh and listening to sin that is crouching at your door and 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 encouraging and feeding the anger then how will how will they hear how will they hear of of god we see even god appearing to jesus appearing to people in dreams now people who have never heard of Jesus, people who have never heard of, of, of like, of Christianity. Literally, Jesus appears to them in their dreams. If that's the God I serve, a God who can do that, then what makes me think like, like what makes me think like I know better I can do better and if that's the God I serve the God who knows everything and he's literally speaking to me speaking to me and guiding me on steps to take what makes me think I know better than to follow what he tells me like some things need just stupidity when it comes to my end to be honest it's just ignorance It's ignorance because sometimes we find ourselves in this state where we feel like we are in such in a cocoon and we are protected. So we feel like because we are safe, then everyone is safe. Because we are safe, then we have the right to do certain things because we are safe. Forgetting that we are only safe because God is on was brought that safety. Like if God wanted, just like Job, <clears throat> one time Job was fine, he was safe, but he had not forgotten God. Some of us, like me, I'm safe and then I forget. I forget God. I'm not going back. I'm not remembering. I'm not going back to the altar, to the table to commune 
a job even though he was communing he was constantly going back to the altar to commune god in his own ways for his own reasons a god who knows all who is just decided to bring those same calamities that other people who were not of god the devil was ravaging them god allowed job to be ra- to to be attacked now i am in no way no way close to job and how he like how righteous he was when it comes to his relationship because a man who like constantly constantly intercedes for himself and his family and those around him and not a selfless person <clears throat> but again this is what job let me actually read what job eventually tells god after god points out like even you job you think i'm not just <clears throat> so job is saying job chapter 42 then job replied to the lord I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. Job is now aware, like me. Even though again, I don't want to lie to myself and say like, I am fully aware because I, I know I'm now like, I think I'm in the process of like, walking with my filth to God for him to clean me. They think that's where I am. I am the, prodigal son walking back I'm in the process where I'm walking back I still need to be cleaned but you see in my case that's a, that was a parable in this situation Jesus promises that he will never leave me and he promises that the Holy Spirit who is my teacher will continue revealing the depths of God to me So even these areas where I feel like I'm taking advantage of God and like how can I still come back even after I am I I am jumping into the pit I'm choosing to jump into the mud pit I'm choosing to think these terrible things of about other people like I'm entertaining such thoughts I am ignoring Jesus's knock at the door like why do I deserve and then the holy spirit is like you don't you don't deserve Nobody deserves God's grace, but it's because of God's love. It's because of God's love. He wasn't a thief. He didn't lose uh a bet and he was like, "Oh man, I've lost it, so now I'm going to have to be saving all these people." No. It's because of his love. He is love. God is love. It's because that God it's because God is love that he chooses he chooses to forgive you. and his love was manifested on the cross he died for me while i was still a sinner and now he calls me a saint knowing for a fact where i have been knowing for a fact where my mind has been knowing for a fact where my speech how my speech has been how my conduct has been how my faith has been how my purity has been knowing for a fact all that 
it's because I am not clothed by my own righteousness. You see, Nini God was telling Job, then clothe yourself with your honor and splendor. But you see, God knows we can't do that. That's why God says, when you when you eventually do that, okay, I'll hand it to you. Like, okay, you can actually save yourself. But God knows we can't do that. That's why he died. So that he can clothe us with his righteousness. And that's why in Hebrews, we're told to come boldly. I think I'm just telling myself this right now. And the Holy Spirit is just telling me this right now. Because I'm not there yet. But I need to know. This is how I fight, right? This is how I fight the, the battle in this mind. With truth. I'm fighting with truth. The sword of truth. No, the the shield of truth. The shield of truth. This is part of the armor. This is part of the armor of God, the shield of truth. So I need to hear the truth. The truth sets me free, right? So I need to hear the truth. So the truth is, I am not worthy of God's kindness and mercy and grace, but because God is love. For God loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will never die, but will receive eternal life. So on the cross, that blood that was shed is the the blood that cries out, Oh my God, Amen. Oh my gosh. This is connected to Abel. When God tells Cain, Abel is crying out from the ground. Abel's blood is crying out for justice. Nanini, you're talking about justice? God, every blood that every innocent blood that was shed from the beginning of time cries out for justice and that justice was manifested on the cross on the cross God shed his own blood so that it cries out the blood of Christ cries out for justice that's why it's not i can i can never my blood can never it has nothing my blood can never compete with the blood of christ that blood is the same blood that is oh gosh like all these things the threads that same blood is the same blood that jesus shares at the table with his disciples with me with his bride and tells me to drink the blood of the new covenant and this is a new covenant this is the truth you need this is the you're putting on the armor right now because you're in a battle you're still in a battle need to get up the righteous will fall seven times but will get up there's that verse i've forgotten the righteous fall seven times and then they will arise something like that but the wicked will fall to their calamity something like that you're righteous in god's eyes not because of your own works not because you deserve but because of christ's righteousness and remember this is the new covenant the new covenant where you constantly constantly 
hear God's voice. Yo, in a I think I need to wrap this up so that even me I can think for myself right now. Like I can't continue this can't continue sinking in because I know. I I know. Like right now, I know I don't deserve God's mercy. I know I don't deserve God's forgiveness. The thoughts I've had against God's creation, God's human beings, no matter how fallen I think they are, I'm even there. I'm there with them. I'm at the pits with them. They're fallen are fallen. I'm not better than anyone. Any one of these people, I'm not better than... I'm not. I know that for a fact now. Like I know, I can feel it. And again, our battle is not against flesh and blood. I'm not supposed to hate my brother. I'm not supposed to hate my neighbor. I'm not supposed to hate. I'm supposed to love my enemy and love my neighbor with the same love that God pours into me because he is love. The God of love, God who is love, pours love into me. He overflows my cup so that I can also pour that same love into other people's cups. I can never understand the fullness of God, but we are promised, we are promised that that time will come. The Holy Spirit is still building our, pre, our spiritual houses brick by brick so that one day when we look in the mirror, we will see, we will know just as we are fully known. I will reflect Christ's image one day, one time. The perfect image. That's the goal. To be like Christ. I'm not there yet. It's so clear I'm not there yet. But that's the goal. To be made in the image of Christ. That's the goal. So that I can love my neighbors and forgive them on the cross. Just as Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Can you imagine? Ah. Like God is so good. Sometimes it's, it irritates me. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be like, gosh, it would be so easy if I have a God of revenge and a God who just tells me to go and do whatever. For real, it'll be so easy because that's the flesh. Like, I'll be leaning into my desires, my flesh. That's easy. But to have a God who tells me to turn the other cheek and pray for those who persecute me and love my enemy and wish and pray for them, meaning when I'm praying for them, I'm not having this hatred and anger in my mind. It's... That's why even the armor, part of the armor is pray without ceasing. Oh gosh. I need God. I need God. Even to do this, I need him. I don't think there's a point in my life, right? Like I don't need God. Even to understand this, I need him. <laughs> it's only the Holy Spirit will reveal to me the depths of God, the mind of God. Even these areas where I feel like, oh God, I feel like I don't deserve this of you. And then the Holy Spirit tells me, oh no, the well, the well is deep. 
you will need you will drink and you'll never be thirsty the well never runs dry the love of god never runs dry You'll be like a tree planted near the streams of living water. Your leaves will not dry up. You'll be fruitful in every season. So Job tells God, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. That's what God told Job. So Job is saying, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I, de I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. That's my prayer. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of The Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.